one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello, I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. Welcome to a very, very special edition of the Scummy Mummies podcast. podcast. Where are we, Thorne? We're in Nepal. I know, mate. What are we doing here? I don't know. It's lovely. We're very high yes. up in the air. Yes, we are. Um, we're in quite a remote village. We had to we had to travel by jeep for about 14 hours, I think, to get That's here. right. We took three planes. Yes. Um, and I only wet myself about four times. Yeah, so it's fine. Is, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. So we've done loads of planes uh, and loads of... Uh, we went to hike for about, well, it felt like three hours, probably well, 40 minutes. if you did it, it would be 40 minutes. If I did it, it was an hour. Well, you know. Anyway, here we are. Um, and we're with... Uh, we're with First of all, we're with the lovely Achana, and you're going to translate for us, aren't you, Achana? Yes, I'm going to translate for you. Okay. Can you just explain who you are? Who do, who do you work for? Uh, I'm Archana, like you just said. I work for Practical Action, uh, Nepal office. It's also South Asia's regional office. I'm based in Kathmandu. And we're working on a range of projects. And for today, we, we, have, uh, we have arrived in this very special place in the Midwestern region of Nepal. It's in Karnali zone. Karnali region, sorry. So here we have, um, we've been doing a couple of projects, and one of them is Gravity Goods Ropeway. So we're talking about the ropeway here. So basically, the ropeway is is to help uh, the women of the village. So we're sitting here, we should say, in yeah. one of the women's homes. Thank you very much for having us. Um, <laughs> and the ropeway is, is basically a rope system, is that right? So they don't have to haul heavy stuff up and down the mountain. Yeah, that's uh, that's the whole idea. Uh, but not just the women, it's for the entire villagers to, yeah. you know, support them um, in... Um, you know, reducing their drudgery. Uh, they have to carry the whole uh, goods all the way down the hill. And you walk the hill, it's I it's know, I was going to say, I was just holding a backpack with a mobile phone mm. in it and it took me a long time and it was very yeah. hard work. And I cannot yeah. imagine holding bags of rice and bottles of water. Yes. That's well, you really, can imagine it, you just couldn't do it, mate. I could not do it, <laughs> no. These are all my heroes, yeah. uh, these women. But the pulley system sounds like it will change yeah. lives. Yeah, it is a game changer, certainly. <laughs> and uh, especially for the women, it's even worse because uh, you see, uh, it's the women women who are actually um, who end up doing all the domestic works including I hear you. yeah so yeah. yes so it's not eventually to England. <laughs> yeah. yes of course so eventually it's the women who are getting the benefit mm. so yeah all right well let's let's get into it shall we yes yeah, sure um, so yeah some of the ladies have agreed to talk to us um, can we can we start with you what's what's your name 
her name is Bilkosa Bohara from she comes from this village which is Tilagufa municipality uh, ward number 2 so let's let's start with uh, we always say on our podcast tell us about your family <laughs> She's saying she only has one husband. Oh, right. That's enough. That is enough. Lucky her. <laughs> Lucky her. Phew. She got married when she was 21 and she got her first son uh, when she was 24. Yeah. How many children does she have now? So uh, she had her first son and then uh, and then there is also a twin daughter. So she has, uh, she has three children are alive but she had 12 children and mm. the rest of them they passed away and uh, it was like a miscarriage every time uh, in mm. seven or eight or nine months every time so mm. she would uh, miscarry all the time when she's working in the field or you know because th- there was a lot of work uh, I th- she says probably that's the reason why uh, she could not hold the baby for, for longer mm. Mm. I'm yeah. very sorry I'm so sorry yeah. 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 thank you for sharing that mm. with us yeah. Yeah. They had a couple of children curated uh, in the last ones, uh, and uh, and then eventually uh, she got her um, uh, uterus removed. But before that, it would come out in pieces. So and still now she has like piece of meat coming out in pieces. So that's yeah, even today. So what what kind of work is it she was having to do while she was so heavily pregnant? So there is this tradition of the male members going to India for labor migration, like we explained yesterday. We talked yesterday. So uh, her husband was mostly out, not in home. And she had to take care of everything on on her own, from the from the fields that you that she has down down the hill, and she would carry huge load of um, woods for cooking, uh, to manage the energy and you know to manage the children and to um, uh, for even for the cattle's get the fodders. So it was really she was heavily worked and it was a heavy load of uh, work that she was doing and. Uh, and you know the household labor was so scarce that uh, she had to start working on the eighth day of her delivery of her son in the field. Eight so days after he was born. After he back was in the born, field. Yeah, wow. back in the field. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no time to heal. No, no time to no heal rest. No rest at all. No. So when when a baby is born in the village, what do you, who helps with the birth and who's here to mm. help? Well, where does the birth happen? So the first son was born in, in the house. There was no service, no, no, not whatsoever. Uh, no midwife, no. Now she is the midwife. Oh, so this other lady is the midwife. 
So there is this process of, uh, you know, because she had uh, so many uh, miscarriages. So she went to Jumla and uh, they put uh, sort of sort of a device that would hold the baby wow. so then she got her twins but before that she had a baby in the fi- while working in the field she was all alone she gave mm. birth in the field all by herself and then it was dead so she buried it and she came back home oh my oh yeah. um, so even today um they are still doing the same thing. They would work even on the delivery date. Until the delivery date, they are still working. Mm. So that's that's where she's expressing that they, they are really looking forward to this gravity goods ropeway because after that they, they would not need to carry all the heavy goods downhill. Yeah. yeah. So is it, is it quite common then to lose babies because you're working so hard and then also to have problems after the birth because you have to go straight back into it. Is that, is that a big problem here in the village? Because uh, they are also saying uh, it's especially challenging in this village because the land is not very fertile. And they have to do extra work in uh, making the land fertile, so they have to carry fertilizers frequently. In the land which is fertile, uh, it's not the fertile, you know, using the organic fertilizer over and over again, it's that, that's not the problem, but here they have to do it. So uh, whatever they grow is only sufficient for like six months, not the whole year also. So that's the reason why they are overworked because, uh, because of the land's fertility. And uh, they're also sharing that the men and women, they work equally. Okay. So the load is equally divided, but it's just that for women it's worse because she has to work uh, irrespective of her pregnancy. Or, yeah. So if they are, uh, they are saying, uh, if they are living in joint family with in-laws, then, the, then it's easy for the daughter-in-laws because once they've, got, you know, the deli- once they've delivered the baby, at least they get up to 15 days to rest. Because the in-laws will take whole days. Wow. 15 oh, days. Wow. <laughs> luxury. That's, that's, that's the luxury. Yeah. If not, then uh, there are records that they would start working on the fifth day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you take the babies with you? The babies strapped to you so they can respond? She's saying that uh, in front they are uh, carrying the baby, in the back they are carrying the load. Okay. Okay. When will the ropeway be finished? When is it? When are you hoping to finish it? One month. Oh wow! Will there be a party? <laughs> are you all going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to cut a little bit of uh, the forest on the top so that there is no disturbance for the ropeway. So the work is really aggressively moving on so we are expecting to um, you know we are expecting that that will come into operation in a month so hopefully yes there will be a party we, yes. we would love to hear about it this is really sure, it's yeah, really really and I'm sure all the listeners <laughs> yeah. back home because yeah. I know our listeners we have days where we come home we're carrying bags of shopping mm-hmm. we've got you know buggies but this, this is nothing absolutely nothing compared to yeah. what these guys are doing every yeah. day and you know in the UK we're always told after having a baby you must mm-hmm. rest 
and yeah. we have midwives who come to our house to check our vaginas to make sure they're okay yeah. but um, nothing like we can imagine going mm-hmm. back to work after eight days yeah so it's it's totally the other way around here yeah and it's also because uh, there is no option Uh, and she was uh, previously she was also saying that it's hard to manage two square meals so if they eat in the morning they are not sure if they're going to eat in the night so there are those situations so uh, the thing that's more important is to feed their feed so many mouths and themselves than thinking about what's going to happen to their health so that was way too under prioritized yeah. yeah, yeah. But so will the ropeway make, make it easy to get access to food? Is that yes. the idea as well? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that will make an access. And also if they grow grow something in the village, then they can also easily sell that in the market. Yeah. Yeah. So economically as well as physically. Yeah. And I would say emotionally Emotionally, well. of course. Yeah, yeah, that will have that kind of impact. Yes. Yeah. And what sort of, um, in terms of uh, postnatal care do they have in terms of like you know obviously you bleed for a month after and all those sort of things how are they looked after that way or is that not a option so they have a local local way of local it's a very um, local concept and it's a traditionally how they've been practicing is uh, they think that helps but I'm not pretty sure about that uh, they think if you if you fry the rice like like in in a lot of oil or ghee, which is clarified butter, and if you uh, fry it with a couple of spices like cumin and coriander and salt, turmeric, and you eat it so flaming hot, just like that, then that helps. That's their tradition. That's, that's the postnatal that's, care. That's, that's the it. only. That's the right. only. Thing. I mean, right. it's worth a try. I, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. Will I it, mean, is that is and is there any pain relief? So the 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 health post is not very close. It's two hours, two 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 and a half hours. So on the hills. So that's that's a reason also why they would not opt for medical consultation because it takes a lot of time to just to just commute, and commuting is not that easy as well, especially when they're ill. It's not that easy to walk. So and presumably there's also sort of. A, a lack of uh, postnatal care for your mental well-being yeah. um, for something like like baby loss like obviously yeah. that must be incredibly hard yeah. how how do you get through or, or how do you cope with something like that when like in the UK we have things like counselling and, and yeah. health visitors and I'm, and I'm getting the feeling there's, yeah. that, that's not so much a thing so so she's saying that uh, if the other girl had survived she's just showing uh, she would look like her, her. Yeah, she's just comparing it with her the situation it would be nice to have her baby grown up like this it would be nice to see the baby grow up and be someone like her yeah that's what she's saying and what what sort of support do mothers have for each other like the women in the village what does that mean to them to have this community to get through those difficult times so she's saying the trouble is everyone have their own you know everyone has their own thing. problems their own yeah, they're, yeah. They're, by which I mean children yeah. Yeah. they have their own children they have their own cattles they have yeah. their own fields and families to look after so they try their best when they have time mm. but 
It's just that when the other one is having problem, they are having problem back at home themselves. Yeah. So that's what she was trying to explain. Yeah. When Ellie and I get together mm. and we share our complaints about our husbands, our complaints about our children, and sharing, like talking about it is really important. Yes. And like just releasing that, those difficulties is you know, try to get along together and, you know, work and talk at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes when they're resting for a while, that's when all of the women, they gather and they bitch around. Excellent. <laughs> yes. yes. Nice. We like this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're not just on Instagram all the time. Like that. That's good. Um, what, what's a typical day in the life of a mum in this village like? So their paddy fields are not here. It's it's way far in the next hills after hills. So, um, they are quite mobile. The lifestyle is very mobile. So they are here, but they have lands up in the hills also. So where you have to walk days to get there. So basically they do that because, uh, you know, the weather in the summer here could be suitable, but in the winter it gets totally different. So It gets snowy, doesn't it, you were saying? So in the uphill it gets snowy. Yeah. So in the, oh, in the summer it's fit, but in the winter they come down here. So even, even the cattle, they take uphill when it's summer, and it, when it's winter they bring it downhill. And they have paddy fields there. So they have, it's not just that they're working here. They have to be very mobile all their life. Okay. So um, when they have to trek for, to go to the uphills, they have to wake up like three in the morning. And generally when it's uh, working season, they have working seasons, they wake up like four in the morning. And when it's really cold and it's not a lot of work, they wake up up to five to six a.m. in the morning. Yeah, the rest of the day is full of work, from the kitchens to the to the fields. And uh, in her case, uh, she carries the baby, um, both the babies sometimes, and mm. and also the the loads. And do the are all the families looking after the other children? So she's saying that uh, she has. Uh, a lot of cattle. Mm. She has like five cows and oxes and 10 to 12 uh, sheep and also lands where they are go growing food for themselves. So even though they have extended family, she lives with her in-laws, but they are busy with something. So everyone is occupied with something. Mm. So it's not... It, sometimes it's helpful when there is an emergency but it's not it it's a part of your day is also with the children so yeah, yeah you just have to um, be mentally prepared that everything is coming together unless they are going to the school yeah yeah so can we talk about the children then because we come here and, and when we see your children in the village they all look very well behaved and mm -hmm. very quiet and they just sit 
politely and watch very nice children. what's happening. <laughs> and like our children are very noisy and they just run around <laughs> wrecking things and being annoying. So uh, are their children also troublemakers, or are they just are they just are they just pretending to be good children because we're here? <laughs> It's, it's totally the other way around. So the children here, they don't get any chance to be naughty. Okay. They just have to work ever uh, since they are five or six. Mm. Uh, they are either going to, rare, you know, um, you know, rear the goats, or they go to collect firewoods, or you know, it's a it, children are also a part of the labor uh, in the domestic labor. Yeah. So yeah. So they don't. They just don't get the chance. Uh, so unless they are like really small, they could do whatever they could yeah. as a luxury. But once they are five or six, they put just them to work. Put yeah. them to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they go good. to school. Yes, I, I like this stuff. So when <laughs> when when these wonderful women ask their children to put their shoes on, huh. will they do it straight away? This is what I want to know. Don't so they they would do it, but they have conditions applied. Oh, so oh. the children will say, "Yeah, you give oh, me this." Yes. Then I'll uh-huh. do it. Oh, we know yeah. that one. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that, That's uh, universal. That, that works yeah. in the UK yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Definitely. they would take the goats to the jungle, yeah. but they would want a packet of noodle or biscuit yeah. in exchange. Oh. Biscuit, biscuits are magical. Yeah, they, are. they yeah. you can get your children to do most things yeah. with biscuits. Yes, yes. Yeah. So what's what's the hardest thing about being a mum here? Is it the climate? Is it the amount of physical work? Is it the husbands? What what's the toughest thing? Uh, she's answering the question. Her name is Kali Pohara, and she doesn't know how old she is. And even she didn't know how old she was, but uh, she thinks she's 30, mm-hmm. and she thinks she's probably 40. So just guessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's saying that the most difficult part of the the whole thing is the work itself, which is so much uh, difficult to handle for themselves. Even though they're really used to it, it uh, she thinks that that's one reason that that's making life really bad mm. and difficult. And uh, also another. More problem that she just shared is uh, that uh, in our in this society, uh, sometimes if you give birth to daughters, few daughters in a row, you are forced to make son and you are forced to be pregnant. That is also one reason why you know they have and you are forced to make pre- be pregnant, but you are there is no other support system for you to be you know to enable your pregnancy or yeah. give you that environment yeah. so that's also one reason what's contributing to this sort of issue and also they were sharing uh, why this gets really worse is because they are culturally very shy to share the that they are uh, observing this piece of meat coming yeah. out of their vaginas so it's sort of a social taboo to talk about it. Mm. So they would not talk about it unless if it's like a very serious pain or unless she thinks that now it's not, I'm not going to handle this anymore. So they they would just endure that pain and they would not talk about it. And that's that's also one reason why it's not treated well on time. Because people are very private. Yeah. And and yeah, and it's not accepted. 
they're talking about something else. Okay. Right? It's crazy. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So she's uh, she's saying, you know, she got the baby. It was a girl. And uh, uh, after, like 15 days after getting the baby, her uh, uterus came out. And she walked like that with the uterus out for three years. Oh, In wow. between her legs. Oh gosh, that's really yeah. hard. So it was, uh, and then, uh, and then within three years, uh, so they had sex. Yeah. And then we, and she got pregnant again with the same uterus, uh, which was pushed inside. Yeah. Then, mm. and oh. then when she got, got that baby, then oh. it came out uh, as a whole, and then she had to throw it. Oh gosh! And did was that through a medical? procedure so it's not three years it eight it's eight years so the trouble was she got daughter and uh, they knew that if they go to the hospital with that condition they would throw it away so she had pressure from her father-in-law that you can't throw it because you want son so that is the reason why they didn't allow her to go through the procedure, uh, mm. a medical procedure. Oh, really so hard. she kept on being pregnant with that condition, and she lost some uh, two babies mm. after that. And then it, since it was really really hard for her, and eventually she went to the hospital, and she requested to keep, uh, she want to have more babies. Mm. So they. They push it inside the uterus. Yeah. So, so then she got the son, and yeah. then she could finally get out of it in a medical procedure. Hysterectomy. Yeah. And again, was that due to overwork? What happened to her? Was that because she went back to work? Well, she was working when she was pregnant. Mm. Uh, before she said that she would work, she would carry everything with that being rubbed between her legs. Oh. Oh. So one one more problem is that uh, you know about this this tradition called chalpadi no um, it's uh, it's basically uh, the women are left to stay in the outhouse and outhouse is basically the cow shed so they are they're supposed they're considered sort of untouchables when they are on their period or right after they give birth so they are completely isolated from the normal life or or the you know, normal luxury, basic amenities, whatever. So they are le- left to stay in the cow shed. So there is a lot of hygiene issues, and even it's not safe, safety-wise, and it's cold, and they are not given the normal diet. So that's also mm. one reason why this problem is is, a, is mm. so big. Yeah, that sounds awful. And My is there any thought that this? tradition might change they are still practicing that so she still has her menstruation every month so she goes outside to stay for three days at least so that's that's the tradition but she wishes that um, her 
you know, coming generations want to practice that. Fingers crossed, mate. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you suffer enough with your period. Yeah. If my husband put me in the cowshed, I would kill him. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he would suffer. I'd kick him in the yeah. testicles. Because he wants three days of his life, I tell you. <laughs> it usually is for him anyway as well. But yes, it's, um, yeah, I think, it, I, I hope that this changes because that's yeah. not okay. So that's a very that's a very beautiful thing that she just said. Uh, she has a daughter-in-law and uh, her son is like 20 and uh, he got married. So, uh, so she sent her daughter-in-law uh, to Surkhet Hospital, which is uh, which is like a big city downhill. And uh, she doesn't let her daughter-in-law work. And they're all saying in the same voice that she let her daughter-in-law sit and rest the whole time she was pregnant and yeah. I think that is the sort of change she wants to see in the coming generation and mm. the way you treat your daughters and daughter-in-laws yeah. Yeah, so she so does important. not want that no. what she went through that she uh, you know her daughter-in-law go through the same thing well could you please um, tell everyone here thank you so much for having us here and for being so honest um, with your stories it's been it's been amazing hasn't it I, I feel very honoured that of the honesty and also the the Open. stories that we I feel very privileged. Yeah. Thank you. Um, can I ask one more thing? Because yeah. I just want to say thank you because everybody's sort of spoken, mm-hmm. um, and I just want to say to thank you to everyone properly. Can we just um, go around the circle and all say our names, mm-hmm. just our names, and yeah. then we can say a big thank you? So we'll start with Helen, Ellie. Thank you all so much for coming on the Scummy Mummies podcast. Can we have a round of applause? Yay! Hooray for women. Until next time. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Right, here we are, Helen Thorne. We're in Kathmandu. I could not be happier. It's been the most amazing week uh, throughout Nepal, but well, I've just had a hot shower yes. and we're sitting down to have some lunch. And, and it's been, yeah, it's been, it's, it's quite a change because we have just spent the last five or six days on the road. We worked out we spent 50 hours in that. Um, All together. Yes. I th- I'm going to award medals to both the driver and our two amazing travel companions, Abby and Achana. Yes, uh, and we saw some amazing things. So we went to the west of Nepal, which is the most sort of um, least developed area, yeah. we were told. Um, and we went to some villages and we met some local women, as we've just heard, um, and finding out about their lives and well, yeah, my, my mind is, is blown. How's yours? Yeah, I think, I think it's been an extraordinary experience and also a kindly reminder about how lucky we all are in the UK and in the Western world, but also just how divine these women are. They, they, they work so hard, their lives are difficult, but they're full of joy and love, and I felt very lucky to meet them. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we were lucky enough to come here with the brilliant charity uh, Practical Action uh, with Abby Wells and Achana Gurun. Um, and they're with us now so I thought you know they just won't leave us alone Ellie <laughs> you would think after 50 hours they'd have oh, had enough no they want to hang out with me now because I haven't had a shower and I don't smell anymore so yes. um, now they're, they're quite keen to hang out with me and you are not on a mountain road so you are slightly more relaxed yeah that's right my heart rate has gone down somewhat and I'm less likely to shit my pants so that's good <laughs> good times yeah alright so why don't we start with you Achana for anyone who's maybe not heard of Practical Action what what is it um, Practical Action is a wonderful charity organisation we work for the development of uh, countries who are living in poverty uh, different parts of the countries and uh, especially we work with uh, interventions that are related to technologies uh, small scale technologies and the technologies that are appropriate to reduce poverty in so many different ways. So yes, we're working across the world. We work in the Latin America, we work in Africa, we work in Asia, especially South Asia, and we work in Nepal, where you are right now. Yes, uh, yes, and you're Nepali, so you're, you're, basically you've talked for us for five or six days and sorted out everything from our hotels to our beer, so that we're very grateful. I tried. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell us a bit more about the specific region we were visiting this week? What, what are the problems you're trying to address there? So we visited the Karnali region, which lies in the midwestern part of the country. You know, the development is so tricky. You saw it, why? Because the road is not there. It's in place, but it's not quite functioning everywhere, every part of the region. And, you know, culturally, um, it's practicing patriarchal uh, patriarchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. culturally, it's pa- practicing patriarchy and, you know, there are a lot of challenges in those regions, and women are especially the focus area where we want to intervene. Uh, we are going to them with a lot of technologies that would help them reduce treachery and empower them economically and with technologies, of course, with small technologies and the technologies that are appropriate to improve their lives. Yes. Yeah. There are a lot of cultural norms and practices that's harmful to the women. Like Tobari, you came to realize that you know, women are left to leave, left to live in the sheds. I know it's not quite the aftercare that we we are used to in the UK, and I think I think that's the biggest thing I'll take away is just the the stark inequality for women. Because we saw we saw the gravity goods ropeway, yeah, didn't we? Or, or the pulley thing, as you the call pulley it. thing, um, yeah. <laughs> so the idea of that is is this right? So that it's it's kind of like basically a thing that pulls stuff up the mountain, yes. so the women 
uh, no longer when they're nine months pregnant or eight days after they've given birth have to haul great sacks of rice um, up and down the, the mountain. Yes, of course. And uh, you, you saw the reason was full of treacherous areas where they had to walk. And oh, Helen enjoyed the yeah. treachery. She <laughs> oh, loved the treachery. She did, she Just did. Just call me... <laughs> Ellen Hillary. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I found it difficult just walking up the mountain and, and we were passed by women who were wearing practically flip-flops. Yeah, uh, you and, were in Bowdoin. Yeah, I know. That's right. I was embarrassed. That's what I was. Um, but one of the most impressive projects I saw along the road was the irrigation system. I mean, what was quite stark was when we were driving. It was very dry and you didn't see much vegetation. And then all of a sudden where you saw the sign of practical action, you saw these lush fields, you saw people using the water systems. Oh, yes. So we're working on improving people's lives, especially the farmers. And you saw most of the males are migrating outside, so it's the women who are farming. It's simply the feminization of agriculture and feminization of poverty as well, which gets along. Yeah. Uh, so the irrigation system is really helping women because, you know, they literally had to carry waters from the rivers or from the water sources, which are quite far from their homes. And if it's not even far, then they're at least in a very treacherous other side of their hills. It's really tricky for the women to do that, but they, they've done it the whole life. So it's really difficult. And I think the irrigation systems that we introduced uh, two years ago in these reasons is really helping them a lot. We can see a lot of happy faces in those reasons. Yeah, well, we, we met some, didn't we? we? We met the lovely Rishma, um, who's got, I think, was seven children. She had seven children and four grandchildren. Three grandchildren. Three grandchildren. Three grandchildren. She's not excessive. Uh, no, but she was, she was 45 and yes. um, just an extraordinary woman. And she would explain, you know, she explained to us about how it took so long for even to take up a bottle of, a, even to take up a bucket of water. Yeah. So with the irrigation systems in place, so there's a massive sort of well or tank built at the top of the mountain, and you see the the, the water, what are they called? The water hoses going down into the fields. By doing that, they um, grow more crops and more easily, mm-hmm. and that way they can get sort of more, into, what's it called, economically independent. Yes. Well, she was saying, yeah, she does sell uh, the crops, but also it means she can give her kids um, fresh vegetables now, as before she could only give them stale ones because they take ages to come from the towns or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the most amazing things for me, the fact that children eat vegetables. I mean, that's... Oh, and the other thing that struck us was, like, she could afford to send her children to school, mm-hmm. and that her son walked two hours was each way to school up the mountain which was just extraordinary my kids whinge and they have to walk seven minutes yes you I'm thinking of sending my kids out two hours early and just making them walk around the school for two hours just so they just get a bit make them walk to Croydon Ellie. yeah why not well if they get in the Brits you never know yeah that's right. <laughs> so Abby let's come to you because you work for Practical Action in the UK and obviously it all sounds brilliant all these ropeways pulley things sorry and irrigation and that but yeah. it costs money doesn't it so what, what do you need from people in the UK have maybe heard about this and want to get involved? Well, it, we'd love them to give us the money, yeah, ultimately. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I sort of, um, the answer's in the question, really, isn't yeah. it? Money! Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great if people can join us on our social media channels, um, come and have a look at our website, which is practicalaction.org. Mm. Um, and we've got lots of lots of events that people can get involved in, lots of um, appeals running, lots of campaigns. 
something for everybody. No, because we we're gonna we've got a link that we've um, put in the podcast notes, yes, and that will give us a direct link to the work we've had a look at, and we've got our own page. Thanks for that. We have no Very jazzy. And what I like is, is there's different levels of giving that you can absolutely um, have a look at. So it goes from very very affordable to very very generous so I don't know have three glasses of wine and get your credit card out that's <laughs> yeah. what I do that's what I'd recommend that's just how, do it that's when I do my best spending actually late at night yes. after a few wines yes. clickety click it's yeah. not like spending so just do that but instead of going on ASOS or yeah. Amazon just go on Practical Action yes you'll absolutely. wake up and you'll feel less shit about yourself oh, absolutely in fact you'll be able to say I am a good person that's I think that's the takeaway <laughs> yes. hashtag good person I haven't just ordered four more pairs of shoes that are the same yeah, so exactly. exactly I am a good person <laughs> Right. Yes, feel it. smug give money yes <laughs> that should be you can have that Abby that can oh, be tag yeah, feel yeah, smug give money I've, yeah um, can, can we ask you because we've been asked a lot why on earth did you choose us uh, absolute dicks to uh, bring to Nepal I'm not sure <laughs> I think no, she's I'm questioning kidding, her life choices now. <laughs> I think as, as we've mentioned as, as we've seen so many of our projects affect women um, and your this kind of members audience is it is kind of perfect for us you know um, and it's the kind of people that we want that we think perhaps aren't so aware of these kind of projects and development generally um, so it's great for us to be able to talk to them and they seem to be enjoying what we're doing mm. um, and you've been quite fun I mean you've made the car journeys more entertaining than I mean what you want to do is stare at a 40 year old woman hanging on for dear life <laughs> making uh, Abby said I meowed I mean not sexually but more just like in a, in a, in a wh- I whimpered I think yes. more than once one, one of them visibly inwardly screaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, the other one just drinks lager and sleeps. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's everyone's dream, isn't it? One of the things I've learned, uh, you know, apart from poverty in Nepal, is that Ellie Gibson can sleep in the most amazing places. Uh, yeah, I know. And pee. I can sleep yeah. and pee anywhere. It's a life skill. She, pe- she peed on a cliff edge in a hailstorm yeah. and still came back smiling. And lightning. Yeah. Um, yeah. All, all I'm saying, you'd be great in a war. I've never felt so alive, I'm telling you. <laughs> very intense yeah um, yeah. well I think that's probably about it isn't it yeah it is um, I just want to say thank you to Practical Action this has been the most extraordinary week I felt uh, very lucky to be here but also it's been an absolute joy to hang out with these exceptional women Achana and Abby and the very patient and wonderful Harry our yes. driver Harry's not here sadly he has gone home to lie down in a darkened room and have a probably party. several years <laughs> just to get over the fact that he's not having to drive these fucking twats around the country oh my anymore God. and we've covered I mean what I've loved you know for the 12 hours of driving most days that we've done is the, is the chats yeah. I mean you've discovered that I like Crowded House which is always a bonus that was a good hour that yeah. passed that hour that was good yeah we've done wheeze and poos in the most remarkable places <laughs> again another highlight for you I think. yeah I think so I think so I, I, I've, I've learnt that I can wee on target so yeah. I feel like I've upskilled and outside, a week ago you couldn't you couldn't pee in the sea look at you now no. you're peeing on hills you're peeing in oh, squat toilets I know I'm very proud of you thank you Ellie I'm very proud of you everyone's been very kind to me <laughs> I felt like the difficult aunt that you take no. on holiday. No, and you're like you. the crazy aunt. <laughs> and thank you so much for being such troopers. No oh. diva demands. Um, you know, all we need is potatoes and you beers. Say that. Yes, we're in Kathmandu now. Champagne. <laughs> No, thank you so much for having us. It's been amazing. Thank you very much, Abby, for inviting us in the first place and, you know, tolerating our incessant fucking chat. I know. Um, which I'm sure must be annoying. And thank you, Achana, because you've basically been our mum for like a week. <laughs> yeah. You've just sorted out everything. We're just so grateful to have you. And please, will you come back to England with us and just manage all of our lives forever? <laughs> to be honest, it was an honour for us. And I think the whole Nepal to get you here. And feel like home. 
and come back whenever you want. And you know, we're re- really very happy to have you. Oh, well, we would love to, but seriously, can you come home and get my kids to put their shoes on? Because I feel like I could do anything. I feel like you're, an, you're a, a white witch. woman. So yes, go and check out practicalaction.org. And yes, thank you again to the amazing women that you heard speaking earlier in the podcast. Um, yeah, sitting in this little hut um, with those ladies was, you know... And, and also, what I liked about it is we all we were sitting around talking about our fannies and how much we kind of hate our husbands, Yeah, which which, which bonds us all. Yeah, if only Dr. Ranch had been there as well, it would have been the perfect podcast. <laughs> Let's bring him next time. Yeah. Oh my oh God. God. That's genius. Done. Right. <laughs> Done. I just had a mini orgasm. Yeah. Maybe the gin. I just had a massive one. Um, <laughs> oh, here comes lunch. Okay, all right. right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. She's, she wants to ask you a question. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. please, yes. We love talking about ourselves. So yeah, that's, that's our favourite thing sure. to do. What's your name? My name is Bhara. Lakshmi Bhara is asking you the question. She wants to ask you a very technical question on her thyroid. Oh, I see. I mean, does she know we are not doctors and know absolutely nothing about any medical I just want to listen to her question anyway. Yeah. Yes, 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 Give it a try. I just tried to answer her based on my own medical condition because I was under thyroid medication. So I just told her best is to consult doctor time and again. I'm, please say I'm sorry that we can't help we're, and if we yeah. could we would but yes. really we're idiots yeah. so we're not the people to ask yeah. Yeah. because yeah. Uh, because we are talking yeah. about the uterus yeah. prolapse you thought yeah. uh, maybe you have idea yeah. about that uh, <laughs> yes no sadly we're just idiots oh. uh, we dress up I was going to show them a picture of us um, we explain that we're comedians We and on stage we sing songs and we do jokes and we dress up in these special cat suits that we call twat suits and we basically dress up as vaginas this is us um, dress as doing our comedy the costumes we are wearing are big, big vaginas oh. <laughs> do they do they think it's funny is it funny they didn't understand that all right you can, you can pass it around you can pass it around just look at the 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 and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.